0: This is a podcast by The Straits Times and The Business Times.
1: Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by The Straits Times and The Business Times, where we offer tips for the newcomer to the financial investment scene. I'm your host, Chris Lim. Today, we're with Kian Farugi, founder and director at Electric8. Kian is based in Singapore. We're also with Nilan Perris, VP for Growth at fintech company TransferWise. Nilan is based in London. Welcome to the show, Kian and Neilan. Morning, Chris. Thank you for having us. Quick introduction Neilan, what's TransferWise?
0: TransferWise is the leader in cross border money transfer. We're moving well over £5 billion every month, still growing pretty fast, and saving our customers over a billion pounds every year versus using their bank.
1: How big is your team in Singapore?
0: We've got a team of 160 people here in Singapore.
2: Wow, okay, that's substantial. Kian, what's Electric8? What do you do? We're a digital consultancy. We help businesses build the right tech solutions and also help them with scaling it to ensure that it achieves business objectives. Hmm. We're based here in Singapore, have offices in Jakarta and Hong Kong as well.
1: Cool. Nealon, today we're talking
2: about buying property. Property is the forefront of most
1: Singaporeans' minds. It's our main asset. Of course, buying property locally is straightforward enough. Straightforward It's still a mountain of paperwork, but investing overseas can be a challenge. Could you maybe outline for listeners what challenges you might run into when considering a property purchase overseas as an investment? It's a great question, Chris. Bank accounts are
0: pretty great. As long as you're using them in one country. Mm -hmm. The problem comes when you try to move money from one bank account in one country to a bank account in another. With a property purchase, say you're buying a house in Australia for investment purposes, for something like maybe a nice place in Melbourne for half a million Singapore dollars. You're going to run into a few problems if you try to use your bank. What we find when we talk to people trying to buy properties, we find that one, it's very, very expensive. How expensive is expensive? Say a half million dollar property. How much would I pay? So it's a really hard question to answer. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. if you rang up your bank or looked uh, at your bank's website, you'd see an upfront fee. They'll be pretty upfront about. They say it's like you know fifty dollars. Sounds good. But if you check the rate that they're giving you, you'll find that the rate isn't the rate you see on Reuters or on Google. It's a different rate. Why is that? Well, they think you're not going to notice is what we found. So it's basically a markup. And it's about a 5% markup, which means on a half a million property, if you just went ahead and saw a $50 fee, sounds good. Move uh, how much Singaporean dollars do I need to pay in order to move this this money over? You just use that rate. What you don't realize is they've charged you an extra $25,000. Okay. So that fee wasn't $50. It was twenty five thousand dollars to move half a million
1: okay so you don't just have to factor in the cost of the property you have to factor in the cost of moving money to purchase the property so double whammy cost on top of cost so how do you get around that There are a number of
0: fintech companies trying to solve this problem, and we've been at it for now uh, eight years, and we're getting pretty good at moving money cheaply overseas. Mm -hmm. It turns out when your bank's sending money from Singapore to Australia, Mm -hmm. it doesn't put it on a plane and fly all the way down or put it on a boat. You're kidding, no? Surprisingly, it flies over the wires in ones and zeros, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't cost that much at all. In fact, with us, it doesn't cost 5%. It costs on some routes all the way down to Mm 0.5%. So instead of $25,000, you're spending... $2,500. $2,500.
1: What accounts for the variance? You say on some routes, it's one cost and on some routes, it's the other. So how do I figure out what the actual cost is in terms of transparency?
0: Oh, in terms of transparency. Uh, one thing we don't do is we don't hide the fee in the rate. Mm-hmm. So we, we show you the fee up front and we explain how the fees are calculated. And the reason why the costs vary by route is some countries have different costs of doing payments in and out.
1: If you liked Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or Spotify and like us and give us a rating. And now back to our conversation with Nilan from TransferWise and Kian from Electric8. So early on, you mentioned cost. So it's not just the cost of the property itself. If you're purchasing a property overseas, it's the cost of funding that you have to move money to that country before making that purchase, right? What are some of the other issues? Speed's an issue. So when you're buying a property,
0: you usually need to move quite fast in settling it and settling and buying for it. So okay. usually a, a great investment property, it's probably not just you that spotted it. it's a great investment. Mm-hmm. And there's probably a few other people who the agent's trying to get over the line. Mm-hmm. The buyer may need to their liquidity in order to buy another property. And hence, it's one of the most time-sensitive transactions that we see out there. So speed is paramount. When we talk to people in the market who've tried to buy a property abroad, speed with your bank can be a problem. Mm-hmm. And that's because when you're moving large sums of money, banks ask for a lot of additional paperwork, just uh-huh. to pro- which it kind of makes sense, just to prove that this money is genuinely yours mm-hmm. and to understand what you're trying to use it for. These days, there's this thing called the internet and things called emails, Mm. (laughs) and we can take pictures of documents and send them through. You don't need to physically walk into a bank with a bunch of documents, Mm -hmm. which is what most banks actually ask you to do today when you're moving a large sum of money. And by the time you've done that and booked an appointment, the rate's gone or the house is gone. Hence, figuring out how to move that process online has helped
1: our customers successfully buy a lot more properties than they would have been able to do previously mm-hmm. by their banks. So I mean you, you still have all the checks and balances and everything's above what the question is how do you use technology to speed up the process and that's what you've managed to do. Indeed right? and that's like what many
0: of these fintech companies are doing in disrupting the banks.
1: Okay so something as simple cost and speed you think that'd be pretty basic but apparently these two can be rather large hurdles when purchasing a property overseas. But once you've bought the property can you use services such as yours to say service your mortgage?
2: Yeah yes you certainly can. <laughs> This uh, I believe you've got a property in London? That's correct. I live here in Singapore, (laughs) but I own a flat in London as an investment. Actually in Canary Wharf, where all the banks are (laughs) in London, funny enough. Do you have a banker in your property? (laughs) (laughs) But I wish actually I had known about TransferWise (laughs) back when I bought the property. That wasn't the case. So I probably took a nice hit on the fees. But ever since, I've been actually using TransferWise to just service my mortgage from here in in Singapore, where I'm primarily based. The one thing that was quite interesting was I went through a little... experiment about a year and a half ago, which was comparing. So I have a bank account here with a bank and I have a same bank account with that same bank in London as well. And I was just comparing for the same amount of money, how much I had to transfer in in SGD. Internally, with, with my bank or through TransferWise, and it was way lower with TransferWise. Oh, so so it what was are just we talking? Well,
1: what's the difference?
2: Ballpark. I mean, uh, we're talking about like you know half, if not more, of the cost of the bank fees. walk
1: well, okay, you save half the costs and fees by choosing one service over the other. Okay, so you bought the property old school. And uh, now you're servicing it using a tool like TransferWise. Correct. Nilan, can you use TransferWise to service other recurring payments? How easy is it to do that?
2: Yeah, a lot
0: of our customers use TransferWise to pay monthly bills abroad. Or people who are, say, salaried in a different currency. So you think we paid in dollars living here in Singapore. They will set up a regular transfer to convert those dollars into local currency.
1: What about things like conservancy fees? Let's say yeah, you know, I know, to pay my condos, conservancy fees, you know, in Dubai. Can I do that using TransferWise? Yeah, you can certainly make payments out to Dubai with TransferWise today. Okay, interesting. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for explaining some of the issues and some of the possibilities when it comes to moving money around to purchase properties overseas for investment. So, this is a wrap for Money Hacks. We hope you like these tips.
0: That was an SPH podcast by The Straits Times and The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts, or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times and The Business Times online. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.